Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So last week I was tweeted by one of my followers asking, you know, hey, can you give your take on these two videos? One was by Salivate Metal and one was, one was by Smell Gold. And, and they're both talking about the U.S. dollar. One was talking about a reset. One was talking about the end of the petrodollar, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not going to give you guys a full reply to this, those videos specifically. They're relatively long. They're nuanced. I, I'd encourage you to check them out if you're curious. But, you know, I did want to give you guys my take on the dollar endgame. I think it's going to be a momentous event when it eventually does happen. This is not me predicting an imminent dollar collapse or anything like that. But you guys know that I'm of the opinion that the number one trend for the dollar over the last 100 years, it's been very consistent, that we've seen more inflation and more devaluation of the U.S. dollar. And I don't think that's going to change. However, you know, many commentators are correct in saying that right now in 2018, the U.S. dollar also kind of looks like it's the cleanest shirt in the pile of laundry. They're not wrong in saying that, that the world is swimming in fiat currencies and that right now the dollar looks like the best, but I don't think that that's going to be the case forever. And I think that eventually when the U.S. dollar does, it is reduced to to the same fate that, that every other fiat currency in the history of money has ever experienced, and that is eventually being worth the, the value of the money or the, the paper that is printed on. When that eventually does happen, it's going to be a big deal. I mean, when was the last time that we had a major world currency um, undergo that type of inflation event? I mean, we, we look at what's going on in, in Venezuela right now, or, or Germany in the 1920s, or, or Zimbabwe in the past, or okay, but but. The U.S. dollar, I mean, the world is more or less on a U.S. dollar system. It's crucial to, to central banks right now and, and, and trade, and it's very important. And when you remove that from the equation, it's, it's going to be, um, I think, a violent process, mostly for the United States. I think the rest of the world can, can wean themselves off the dollar, but, but, the, but the United States has, has benefited for, for so long from a U.S. dollar system called the, the World Reserve Currency or whatever you want to call it. They benefited off of it uh, in, in a big way. And, and I think we're going um, to see a lot of that uh, reverse, right? A high standard of living or whatever it is or a strong dollar to import a lot of goods um, cheaply. Uh, that's not going to be the case anymore. I think things are going to come back to reality after uh, decades of, of diverging from reality. So I want to get into to how I see this happening. Um, I think the first thing to talk about here, and there's many different points to what I'll be talking here, but, but the first one here is a dollar tyranny. So first of all, we can talk about emerging markets. And this is a bit of a self-inflicted wound. But you know, right now, emerging markets are undergoing a crisis. Eh, emerging markets like Argentina, Brazil... Iran, um, Pakistan, you know, India, 
Turkey, you, the list goes on and on, South Africa, all these major emerging market currencies, minor or major, honestly, it doesn't matter. And they're, they're all undergoing this event where where they're in a crisis because a lot of their, their corporations decided to take on debt in foreign currencies rather than domestic currencies. So if you're, if you're you know, in Brazil, let's say, or, or Argentina, we'll say, um, they took on all this debt in a foreign currency, like the dollar oftentimes. And um, unexpectedly, or at least this is something that we're kind of betting against, the dollar continu- has continued to rise, continued to remain strong compared to other uh, world currencies. And so the effect that this has had is that their own currency has dropped significantly, making it very difficult to repay those loans, very expensive in their own domestic currency. It's led to a crisis beyond just their currency market. It's gotten into their to their bond market, to their stock market, their broader economy. It's a big deal. A lot of inflation and, and a lot of problems in these emerging markets. Now, again, a bit of a self-inflicted wound, but you can see this type of dollar tyranny where the Fed decides that, hey, we're going to hike interest rates. We're going to unwind our balance sheet. The U.S. government's like, hey, we're going to take on more debt than we ever have in a non-recessionary or right after recession uh, type of, of environment. And, you know, they both expected there to be minimal repercussions of those actions. But with dollar tyranny type of system, no, there are repercussions of that. And a big part of it is the emerging market crisis. And I think next time around, a lot of these emerging markets are going to think twice about, hey, hopefully taking on a lot of debt, although they'll probably make that same mistake that they've made in the past. But B, maybe they'll think about lending in a different currency, right? I don't know what the world's going to look like at that point, what major currencies will be out there. But maybe A, you can diversify, and B, um, maybe borrow more in your domestic currency or in the yuan or something like that, right? Um, emerging markets, though, that's that's a big part of this dollar tyranny. Another one would be thinking of, of uh, a country like Iran, right? Um, coming up here, Iran will... Uh, some new sanctions will be placed on Iran regarding their oil exports, which is a big deal. And we're talking about Iran here. And already you're seeing some countries trying to skirt those sanctions. So what the U.S. is doing here is saying, hey, we don't like Iran. We want regime change. We think they're a terroristic government or whatever. Totally, you know, it's a double standard because because Saudi Arabia does a lot of the same things that Iran does. But but anyways, I, I'm not defending Iran. I'm just saying Saudi Arabia is is just as bad, if not worse. But okay, you you want to sanction all of Iran's exports? What some countries are doing is they're basically saying, no, we're still going to buy it. We're going to defy the United States. Some aren't. I mean, some just don't have that to persuade. But a country like India, they're they're basically saying, no, keep importing it, right? The EU, uh, I, I don't know exactly what the end result of this will be, uh, how it's going to end up, because, again, these sanctions haven't begun yet as far as I know. But the EU is going to, you know, they've, they've talked about, hey, can we do this in euros? Can we do this outside of the SWIFT uh, system? You know, can we skirt these sanctions somehow? Because, you know, Iranian oil is pretty important to the uh, to the EU. I don't know if they're going to follow through on it, but they're definitely thinking of it. And if they do, I mean, that would be that would be momentous. I mean, that's be more than just India. This would be the entire EU, which is supposed to be an ally of the United States, skirting U.S. sanctions on Iranian oil. That'd be a huge deal um, of this dollar tyranny kind of coming to an end. But, you know, again, even if they don't, then, then I think there's going to be a lot of resentment towards the United States. Hey, you can't boss us around. You're... you're um, 
you're impacting or you're, you're infringing on our sovereignty, which is topic for a whole nother, no whole nother video on how they infringe on each other's sovereignty, all these EU nations. But anyways, and then there's China, you know, considering about importing some Iranian oil potentially as part of a, you know, a bargaining chip in this ongoing trade war. Okay. But, but that's a great example of, of dollar tyranny of, of the United States trying to bully other countries into following our lead. Okay. Um, you know, another big piece of this dollar system is, of course, the petrodollar. Okay, the petrodollar is a system set up between primarily the United States and Saudi Arabia. They give us their oil exports. We pay them in dollars, and and we, we have a good you know alliance with them, right? We we help them with their defense. We we destabilize the rest of the region. You know who knows what all the details of this of this um, petrodollar system is, but I think that in the future a big part of of the end of the dollar is that this petrodollar system and that Saudi Arabia will become less and less relevant. I mean, do they still have the cheapest oil in the world? I don't know if it's the cheapest, but they have a lot of it, and it's cheap. Eventually, they will run out, though, because how much they've been pumping. Eventually, it's going to become more expensive. And eventually, Saudi Arabia will need to be propped up more and more by the U.S. government. And I know that's already been the case for, for decades now that they've been propped up by some extent by the dollar and by the United States government. But it's going to increase. Their needs will be needs will increase as... I mean, right now, the, the, if you look at Saudi Arabia, they are they, they have some similarities to the United States. They again, they thrive from this U.S. dollar system. They they spend irresponsibly, right? They are they're willing to spend a lot of money on their defense as well as on on welfare. You know, welfare warfare system. They spend money on both, just like the United States. And yeah, their fiscal situation is not great, and I think it's going to get worse. Um, you know, if if they have some sort of recession, you know, uh, something to keep in mind here is that you know when the world finally moves on from the dollar, it's it's going to coincide with some other major events. It's not just going to be periods of of you know relatively good economic times for years, and then all of a sudden the world's just going to say no, we're gonna we're gonna ditch that and we're gonna move something else. No, it's going to happen during tumultuous times. Okay. Um, so Saudi Arabia, I think eventually, you know, w- w- the United States and Saudi Arabia in some ways. Our fates are tied together, and the United States is going to hang on to Saudi Arabia, I think, as long as possible, prop them up, etc. But it's going to be harder and harder to do so as they deal with more and more domestic issues. Um, and I think it's going to provide less and less benefit to the United States government. But again, I think our, our fates are tied together, and, and they're going to continue to support them um, until both eventually fail. And, and Israel, you know, ties into this as well. Again, topic for another video. But um, Saudi Arabia, the petrodollar system, another part of, of why I think the dollar will eventually uh, lose its status as, as kind of the de facto world currency. And why I think it's, it, well, I'll talk here what happens when, when that happens, what happens during the end of dollar tyranny. Um, another big piece of, of why I think the world is eventually going to want to move on from the dollar as well as U.S. government bonds, which is, you know, probably the second most liquid or at least the most liquid non-currency asset in the world um our fiscal policy as well as our monetary policy okay so first of all you talk about deficits in the u.s government spending you know i uh <laughs> i tweeted out the other day it was uh it was talking about italy and their their uh their deficits that they're they're threatening to run basically they're saying you know 
we, we don't want austerity. We don't want deficits at this amount. We want higher deficits because well, we want to spend money on, on social programs or whatever. And, and I think it's, it's popular among some of their political parties, but it's definitely not popular with the EU. They're, they're saying, no, you're, you're going to crash the system. You guys are already drowned in debt. The last thing you need is more debt. And so the reaction that you're seeing is you know a crash in Italian stocks. You're seeing a crash in Italian bonds. How much of that is ECB and how much of that is actually investors? It's hard to say. But they're kind of bullying Italy, you know, fall in line here. You're out of line. You're, you're taking on way too much debt. You're already drowning in debt. Like, what are you doing? That is, you know, right, right now the EU. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I'm totally against the EU trying to infringe on, on Italy's, you know, sovereignty. But, you know, with the EU, I mean, that was something that Italy was willing to accept by joining the system. A loss of sovereignty but you know it's like you know that 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 friend that always goes out to the bar or always goes to parties or whatever and always drinks too much and you're like no like just just stop you've already had like five six seven drinks like you don't need an eighth drink like it's already giving me a bad night for you you already won't remember any of this like you don't need to do this again that's kind of what the eu is doing to italy now again i, I I think Italy should have the sovereignty to do that, but being in the EU system, they've kind of given that up. Now, can you imagine if investors punished the United States in the same way? I mean, can you imagine if if every time news came out that, oh, surprise, surprise, U.S. deficits were higher than expected? The bond market crashed, right? Oh, look at this. The 2018 fiscal year deficit was like over a trillion dollars, like $1.2 trillion. Can you imagine if the bond markets, and they have been crashing, I don't think it's due to that, but can you imagine if the bond markets are like, all right, so be it. We're going to sell off by a full half percentage point. I mean, that would that would get Congress to pay attention over time, right? If you have treasury rates at like 6% because you're not willing to cut some spending or somehow bring down that deficit... That would get Congress and, and whatever president it is uh, paying attention, right? And eventually, I think that that is going to happen, that the world is has, has an investment in the U.S. dollar system. And eventually, they're going to care more and more about these deficits because eventually, what is going to have to happen with those deficits is that they will have to be monetized. They'll have to be. Eventually, the Fed is going to have to start their QE again. And part of the reason for that is going to be that the U.S. government is taking on too much debt. Yields are too high. The Fed's going to need to buy that down to try and drive down yields, but also to monetize some of that debt so that yields don't blow out to 10%, 20%, whatever. And so they're going to, they're going to print you know, trillions of dollars to, to buy up all of these government bonds. It's highly inflationary, and that is a big part of, of when, when they you know, throw in the towel. They're going to say, no, it's too much inflation, right? You can't continue with this uh, irresponsible monetary policy. Again, even though all the other world countries are doing it right now, Japan, the ECB, Bank of England, etc., doing things or have done in the past, things like QE, 0% interest rates, etc., I think the next round of this from the United States is going to be astronomical. The, the, the scale of it, because of how much debt they'll have to monetize and how many bonds and, and other assets they'll have to buy, and I think that type of inflation is going to cause people to say, hey, we don't want to hold on to this dollar as much. We don't want to hold on to these bonds that are becoming more and more worthless, right? And, and they're going to sell them. 
And and what's going to follow that is is going to be dollar weakening. It's going to be uh, you know more and, and and more you know bonds that become less and less valuable, and that's going to be followed by more selling off of the dollar and less and less use of the dollar. And it's, you know, not unlike when when you have a currency like like uh, the Turkish lira, right? It starts to fall, and so people move into other assets like the dollar or the euro. And what happens as a result of that? The lira falls more, and and more and more people move out of it. Right? You have to stop that cycle at some point. Um, but I think once it starts, it's going to be very difficult for the United States government to stop it. Okay, and I think that's going to be a big part of, of the end of the dollar as well. So basically, you know how I see this playing out. I guess is that you know in the next crisis, the Fed is is going to to step in like they did last time, and and I've said this for a while now. Um, they're going to, to sacrifice the dollar, not literally, but but what they're going to do is is they're going to do their very best to prop up the stock markets and and prop up the economy through through means like like QE zero or, or negative percentage interest rates. Who knows? They're going to uh, print a lot of money. Um, they're they're going to do things like helicopter money, etc., to try and save the system. Okay, but in turn, the dollar is going to crash a lot. Much, much more, I think, than other world currencies, right? And if it doesn't, who cares? They're, then they're all going to be heading to zero, okay? Who cares? But I do think that it's going to be much, much more drastic in the United States because we've escaped reality for much, much longer than, than other currencies, other countries. And that's going to be followed by other countries in this time of turmoil moving away from the dollar more and more. And that's only going to exacerbate the inflation. The inflation abroad is going to return home. And that's going to mix together with inflation that's already occurring due to Fed policy and U.S. government policy, and it's going to spiral out of control pretty quickly. I think that's that's my take on it. Uh, is it going to be a thousand percent inflation? I don't know. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's an outside chance that the U.S. dollar survives this, no longer as a world reserve currency or anything like that. But but who knows? I mean, it could, and and you know, one dollar could be worth. A tenth of what it is today, a hundredth of what what it is today, and it could still survive. It could be stabilized, and not go hyperinflationary. But you know, that's that's not much of a of, of a uh, consolation prize. You know, that's not that big of a deal at that point. Like, who cares? It's it's maybe not textbook hyperinflation in the sense that it's gone to zero, but it's it's worth just a fraction of what it used to. And, and the U.S. government. Or sorry, the U.S. economy would be not nearly as vibrant or dominant as it has been in years past. The U.S. standard of living would have dropped significantly, and so then you know we have to ask the question: What's going to replace the dollar? Will it be the SDR? Will it be a one-world currency, some sort of a cryptocurrency? Or you know, here's here's an idea: Maybe it'll be nothing. I mean, people people have this idea in their head that there has to be some sort of a U.S. dollar reset. There has to be a yuan that takes over. Or the SDR, and I think that you know something like the SDR or, or something similar in the future. It could be a one-world currency is a likely contender, but it could be nothing, right? The world could go back to as it has in the past and and just kind of not use one currency predominantly, right? Maybe much of Europe could use mostly one currency. I don't know if the euro will be around anymore or the EU in general, but something, right? Uh, or maybe all those countries will, will kind of return to their old currencies that they had prior to the EU system, right? Maybe some of, of, of Asia will use the yuan, right? Uh, maybe Russia and, and some of 
her um, former satellite states, well, we'll use the ruble or something like that, you know. Uh, but it's definitely not going to be a every country, for the most part, besides a couple, use the dollar. I, I think something major will change here. So that's kind of, that's my thoughts on the dollar endgame. You know, I, it's it's not fancy. I don't think it's going to be anything fancy. I don't think we have to assume that there's going to be a major event like a Bretton Woods, a creation of the petrodollar, or, or, or some other major event that happens that totally reshapes the world and, and somehow we find a way for a dollar reset and we save that. No, it doesn't have to be fancy. It can be a little bit mundane, but, but understand that the repercussions of it will be much, much more than, than mundane. So, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video. Um, if you enjoyed my content, if you enjoyed this talk, uh, I, I'd appreciate any support you want to offer me. Honestly, liking this video, commenting, subscribing, I enjoy that a ton. Ultimately, you've already done the number one thing that you could do to help out my channel, and that is watch a video. But if you want to help those ways, also I have a Patreon page. There's a link below in the description if you want to support me through that as well. I'd very much appreciate that. But as always, I'm happy to have you guys here in the first place watching and listening, whatever you want to call it. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.